Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's everybody? Hope you had a great weekend and your week is off to a great start. It was really rainy here in New York, so I don't even want to talk about it, but we are here. We've made it. Let's get into it. Today's episode, you all, we're breaking down something a little bit more technical. We're talking about TV measurement and all that jazz and all that fun stuff. And I have today's guest, Imran Harani, who is the general manager of Nielsen Scarborough, as he breaks down what marketers need to look for with discovering new platforms and trends, how Nielsen does TV measurement, what TV measurement is, things we should all be looking for for the next generation, and all that jazz and fun math stuff. So (laughs) if you all like TV, if you want to know as a marketer, how do I connect authentically to my brand and what should I be looking to do? This is the conversation for you and you're going to want to definitely grab a pen and paper because we're going to get technical. We're going to break it all down. It's going to be a fun time. So let's get into today's episode. Imran, thank you so much for joining us. How are you? I'm great, Colin. Thanks for having me. Of course. So before we get into all the cool things that you're up to, Um, We always like to start with the question, um, what the term young influential means to you. Yeah, thank you. So I think when I think of influence, I think of sway and um, being able to be persuasive and ultimately having power. And what I think is interesting about young influential is I think we're coming into an era where it's more possible for young people to be influential. I think we're coming out of an era where influence was limited to people who had privilege or rank, might have been people who were older, might have been people who were in the majority or wealthier. And certainly those folks still have influence, but I think it's more dispersed. Um, So when I think about young influentials, I think not only about how that power is getting spread out across age groups, but also about how it's getting spread out across gender and race and sexuality and income and neurodiversity it's just easier to create influence now than it was in the past. There's still a lot of work to do to support opportunity for a broad spectrum of voices, but it's gotten easier. I agree to that. Like we've come a long way, but there's still tons of work that needs to be done. <laughs> yes, agreed. Um, so kind of rewind it. Let's rewind and kind of tell us a little bit more about like Imran growing up. Like um, were you, uh, did you, study media or kind of what was your background like in school of like kind of what led you to um, where you are now? Sure. I kind of fell into media 
by accident. I studied biology and psychology, and I really liked the psychology part of understanding how people think and what motivates people. And I think that led me into a career where consumer analysis and understanding consumers was really interesting. And that led me into media. And Nielsen's a great place to be if you are interested in media, of course. And that's so cool and that you said biology because I feel like a lot of times people think that like, oh, I did history or I did archaeology. Like that, How can I transfer those skills into something outside of that? And the cool thing is nowadays we're seeing how you can apply any of those skills to any career field. Like you're not really limited. And I feel like we're now seeing more people preach that too, that you don't have to have a certain background to change careers or work in a certain field or area now, which is really cool. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of the liberal arts approach that helps you do that. Um, and so now fast forwarding, you're at Nielsen and you guys are doing some cool stuff. Can you give us some background on what Nielsen is and a little bit about what your current role is on Intel's? Sure. So Nielsen is a media measurement company and there's a lot of things that Nielsen does, but I'd say it falls into a couple of key themes of things that Nielsen works on. So the first thing I think is we're all about audience. We put audience at the center of everything we do. And that's because our clients put audience at the center of everything they do. If you're a content creator or a content producer, you're trying to cultivate an audience. If you're a media seller, you're trying to sell an audience. And if you're a marketer, an advertiser or an agency, you're usually trying to buy time with an audience. So audience is important to everyone. And that's why we put it at the center of everything we do. And I think the second theme I would call out uh, that helps describe what we do is that we're students of media. We love studying everything about media and trying to make media a better ecosystem for everyone. So we want the content producers to be able to reach more of their audience. We want to help them find ways to make their content more discoverable. We want media sellers to be able to better monetize their inventory and we want brands to be able to make smarter choices on their media placements and get more value and effectiveness out of their media. So I think that covers the full kind of breadth of all of the different ways we can help the media ecosystem. Oh, that's awesome. And like for you specifically, like what is, what is it that your like day-to-day looks like or that you do? Yeah, I have a really fun role getting to work in thought leadership for Nielsen's outcomes products. So we think of the impacts an ad can have on a consumer psyche or on consumer behavior, getting them to buy a product. Um, Those are all things that we think of as outcomes. And I have the fantastic opportunity to help lead Nielsen's thought leadership in that space. That's so cool. And I feel like it's so interesting now, especially with like seeing why we, I don't know, like the science behind just seeing how people do the things they do is always so cool. So I feel like your day-to-day is just never the same and that you're constantly seeing like, oh, people are now doing that. Like, that's interesting. Like we weren't doing that, like say a month ago, six months ago, whatever, like we're all doing this now. Okay. So I feel like that's cool. You get to kind of see like the science and the research behind it. Absolutely. And, And yeah, change is so rapid that it definitely needs a lot of attention. I mean, I, I feel like that's cool because, like, your day's never the same. So that's something cool to look forward to every day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And speaking of just, like, change and stuff, I feel like 
emerging media, like with especially with Gen Z and millennials, like it's constantly changing and we're watching media and seeing it on so many different platforms and so many different areas and stuff. Um, I feel like because of that, like marketers and advertisers are constantly having to scramble and like pick up and be like, okay, like we're going over here. Oh, no, we're over here. Like what is your kind of take on that of like how marketers and advertisers can kind of take measure to these types of things and kind of figure out what's most effective and what kind of works. Yeah, I think you're right that everyone has to do a lot more to now monitor where their consumers are because things can change so fast. We've seen that in the last couple of years that media behaviors change so rapidly. Um, We do a lot of work, as I mentioned, in our outcomes area to study the effectiveness of some of these things that I call emerging media. So I bucket things like influencer marketing in there, branded content, which some people don't really understand what branded content is. I think about it as a modern form of in-program in placement, product placements, right? It, it can be uh, things that appear in a how-to video where we're featuring a product that is critical to the how-to process, as an example. Um, and we think of podcast advertising Um, augmented reality and some of these other platforms as emerging media as well. So we've done a lot of research and we found that it is very effective. In fact, uh, when we look at our Nielsen marketing mix database, we find that the influencer marketing vehicle, as an example, is comparable in ROI to all the other mainstream media put together. So if you think about uh, digital display, digital video, television, all of those things are very comparable in ROI to influencer marketing. So I think that says a lot about the value that clients can get from these emerging media. We also study the brand impact of emerging media and we find things like after seeing an ad embedded in one of these emerging media types, there's a really high recall, about 70% on average of consumers who see the ad can recall it. And that's one of the biggest drivers of it actually being able to create brand lift. So we're finding these really interesting insights around how these media can perform and drive value for clients, even though for some clients, they may feel untested. We've got the evidence that shows that they work really well. Um, So, yeah. So uh, my next question, Imran, is do you guys offer any way like more servicing for in a way for in person that like marketers and advertisers can kind of get more of a hands on in person um, approach to learn a little bit more of how they can kind of better equip and kind of better measure directly from you all compared to like the resources that you guys offer. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, sometimes we get drowned in data and it's hard to know what to do with it, which reduces the value of the data. So we really pride ourselves on making sure that our clients understand what are the actions they can actually take with the data and that does sometimes require a personal touch, uh, may require us to connect with the client and make sure they understand what kind of utility they can get and how they can actually improve their business with what they're seeing from Nielsen. And there are other clients who like it the other way. They like to be self-service. They like the speed of getting things in dashboards and being able to share that with their colleagues. So we offer all kinds of solutions. And you brought up another good point, like when you said that, um, what, are there any like key ways or key indicators that people can find kind of that genuine connection with consumers 
uh, that you that you think works best? Because I know a lot of times people are like, okay, like this worked for that season, and okay, this might work for this time of the year. But is there like any like key thing that you that you all have seen that really works? Yeah, I think sometimes the answer lies in getting a closer connection to the consumer, right? So we we can use big data really effectively to describe trends and to understand what's going on. Uh, but sometimes you actually do need to get a personal connection and talk to consumers, interview them, or being able to study their habits on a more of a sample basis in order to be able to get the most granular insight or the most effective understanding out of that data. So it's this combination of big data with some really good access to individuals who can help you understand how they're feeling, how they're thinking, and why they're um, doing things in the ways they are. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Oh, that's, oh, that's so awesome. And that that just that sparked another thing from my head for like whenever they're doing that, it's like, are there any key ways that you think it can be done more inclusive, like to include more inclusive voices. Cause I feel like a lot of times we're like, okay, yeah, this works. But a lot of times we might be leaving something out or leaving some groups out. Like, are there some key ways that now to kind of like take that a little bit deeper, like to make it more inclusive? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that this is really a part where getting into sample based data is so important because we know that big data can have biases where you do leave out the value of having a diverse representation, the value of inclusivity, the value of understanding all of the different consumer segments you have in your target market. So there's tremendous value in being able to uh, make that personal connection with consumers, uh, be it through surveys or through samples, where you can actually get into uh, a consumer segment and understand, hey, how is this consumer segment behaving differently? And another key to it, of course, is representation of your starting sample to begin with. So you can certainly go deeper by um, doing more research with a particular audience that you're interested in, but it starts with making sure that your overall audience is representative and making sure that you know it, it's got all of the voices represented in there. No, that's so true because you can't say like, oh, yeah, we want to be inclusive and do all that. And then like you're forgetting step one, which is like actually making sure it's there. It's just like the messaging just won't add up. <laughs> that's right. 
And I feel like uh, kind of like rounding out like our conversation, kind of like going towards you, like we talked about emerging media earlier, but is there any advice for that you that you see for those who are like, oh, like we want to make sure we're including it and including all these different types of media like we mentioned, but like how do we make sure that we're doing it in an effective way? Do you recommend that people maybe start with like one or two or kind of how is the best, what is the best way that you think in planning like coming about like going across all these different media, like starting with like one particular one or kind of figuring out like what makes the most sense for them? It's a great question. I think this is a question that clients really struggle with, right? Is, um, hey, I heard Imran talk on this podcast and say that emerging media is really effective and it's comparable to mainstream media. And that's fantastic, but I don't have my own personal experience with this. So how do I convince folks in my organization that it's going to work for us. And um, one of the challenges that folks can have is if you're doing small tests with emerging media, sometimes the smaller the test is, the harder it is to get an effective measurement out of it if you haven't thought about the setup in advance. And so uh, one of the things that's really important for anyone who's looking to test and learn is making sure that you're actually setting up the measurement that allows you to test. And we're very fortunate, Nielsen, to have a breadth of solutions that allows you to test small, medium, and large investments using different techniques. And that's one of the things that we've really discussed at length in our recent ROI report for emerging media, that if you have a very small campaign, it's really important that you use an approach that's going to effectively measure that small campaign and simulate the real world world experience while collecting enough sample to be able to show whether that campaign was effective or not. So my top advice would be just to think about the measurement before you launch the campaign. And then like thinking, uh, like kind of expanding out of that campaign wise, like, do you feel that, um, I'm trying to think of like going towards the future, do you think like there's a particular trend or a particular thing that you're seeing that is a specific media that we're seeing that you're seeing more people is starting to use compared to like in the past that you think will be continue on seeing growth for 2023? I think what's really fascinating is that the landscape continues to fragment and there are so many different um, paths to follow and to, to keep track of. So it's hard to say any one trend is going to win out. Um, and I think the job for marketers is to effectively follow all of them. I'll tell you the things that I'm really excited about is I think, you know, advances we're making in measuring augmented reality sounds really fascinating. And you think about all of the investments that are being made in the augmented reality scape uh, or metaverse. And also, I'm really excited for us to do measurement of ad-supported streaming television. Uh, we're doing a lot of that already. And as I think... You know, we have some pretty significant platforms launching ad-supported tiers in their platforms. That's going to create a really big opportunity for marketers. It's also going to create a really big demand and need for marketers to understand, are there investments in those new platforms and ad-supported streaming content paying off? And uh, we're excited to be able to show that, and we're excited to be leading the way on that. I know, and it's so interesting that you brought that up is, like you said, there are so many that are now launching that supported tier. And I'm I'm like you, I'm curious to see how that's gonna how that's gonna go forward. And also with them within the metaverse, like we're now seeing how 
that's been me a lot of marketers and advertisers are really taking on that and really taking advantage of that. And there's that whole debate of like, is it, are we too early? Does it make sense? Like, will it work? And it's kind of like every, it's kind of like all just, we have to just like test it and see and just circle back in like six months, basically. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Test it and see, and hopefully not having to wait six months, but definitely <laughs> getting, uh, you know, some quick feedback and understanding, Hey, did people remember that ad after they saw it on this new platform that I used? Did people actually get influenced by seeing that ad? Did it change their behavior and did it buy a product? And sometimes you can do a lot of that without having to wait six months. So I'm excited for us to get started. Yeah, I was like, yeah, hopefully, yeah, hopefully it won't be six months. It'll be hopefully it'll be sooner where people can yep, <laughs> move on if it doesn't work. Um, and then for my last question, like for anybody who's listening, it's like, oh, cool, Imran, love this for you that like you're here. But like for someone who wants to kind of do your role or like be do something that you're doing and who might be like, oh, well, I don't really have the experience. I've really never worked over there. I'm working in a different field or a different area. Is there any advice that you would offer to them who would want to do something like what you're doing? Yeah, I'd say the biggest requirement is being curious. Right. And I think that that's one of the things I've found throughout my career. And, um, and I'm fortunate to work in a company like Nielsen that supports intellectual curiosity with our culture of you know, wanting to be students and wanting to learn everything there is to know about media. If you're curious and if you pursue that curiosity, you can find that there's a lot of things you can do with data analysis to create new insights, to encourage people to look at uh, issues that they've thought about before, but through a different lens and help them find new metrics that are going to help them optimize their uh, performance. So I think that that's a, a pretty nice way for people to think about it, where it doesn't really matter what your background and experience is. As long as you apply your curiosity, you can be effective. Yeah, I feel like that's key. As long as you're being solution-oriented and always wanting to find a way and just seek something new and be like, oh, there could be more efficient and better way of doing this. Like you could apply that skill to any field, any career. So that's, that's so true. Absolutely. But thank you, Imran, so much for being here and uh, so much great knowledge and so much great insight um, that I know like our listeners will truly enjoy. So I truly appreciate you spending the time with us. It's my pleasure to share the time with you, Colin. Wow. How great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino executive produced by Chris Ahrens and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 